week two in the NFL has come and gone. And as such, another fantasy football week has been rolling on. And uh, as always, we have another guest. This one, I don't know if anybody really expected this one to happen so early, but um, it was the the longtime uh, fan favorite pick coming in. Big fan of the pod. Sadly, going out early. We have Mr. Shane Flaherty back from Singapore to just immediately out of the fantasy football league. So rough, rough one, dude. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Long time listener, first time caller. Really, <laughs> really excited to be here. This is my dream come true. I feel like I make a wish kid right now. <laughs> the real dream come true to join the pod here with you guys. It's just Hell so yeah. unfortunate. So quick. Like we, like Riley said, brought you in here as such a big fan, and just to be here week two, it just must be devastating. Even though you're so excited to be on the pod, you can't be happy. No, no, not happy at all. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of hype around, and you know, me and uh, Ben Weiner, the expansion teams. You know, uh, it was uh, I was pretty excited to be joining. Uh, two weeks in, my season's already over. I feel like I finally know what it feels like to be a Jets fan. (laughs) Not where I wanted to be, but, uh, yeah, excited to be with you guys and relive it all. Well, yeah, let's, let's break this down because you were never on our radar for a team to be going home because on paper, everything was coming together really well, but, um, Really, there. I think there are two players that we can blame this entire thing on, and they're <laughs> both your both your quarterbacks. Um, so yeah. first one being Trey Lance, who obviously got injured halfway through the game, which always sucks. We hate to see injuries, but I mean, especially in a league like this, real killer. And then the other one was Matt Ryan, who played the entire game, just had one of the single worst quarterback performances <laughs> I've seen in a Most very quarterbacks long time. just can't play the Jacks. I don't get it. It's crazy. No, no clue. No clue, but this is a, this is Matt Ryan, who <laughs> threw 193 yards and three picks for a grand total of 1.8 fantasy points. 1.8. Um, yeah, really. Yeah. I think you had a better passer rating than Matt Ryan on Sunday. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah, I think I think. Um, you know what? I didn't turn the ball over once the entire <laughs> games on Sunday. So good on me. But yeah, dude, it was crazy because I mean, it really felt like you had a strong case coming out of the gate because of the electric performance of Mike Williams on a Thursday night. Oh my God. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, like you said, I was in Singapore. I, I haven't really been able to watch a lot of the games when I was out there, but uh, you know, I seeing that performance from Mike Williams, I'm feeling great, you know, going into week two, I just picked up James Conner. I heard you guys, you know, talking about my waiver wire performance week one, you know, I was, I was trying to make a splash. Me and me and Liam were definitely ready to ready to go week one, spend some cash. Scared money don't make money, so you know I felt like James Conner was going to be a big ad for me. Uh, plus, with Godwin being out, like I knew I needed something. I I needed anything. So <laughs> if I couldn't get Cook, then uh, I had to get Conner. And uh, yeah, just I hate hate to really blame it on the injury bug, but I I think like you know Lance. I just needed like five more points. Even the, it came that it was coming down to it on Monday night too. You know, Burks and Knox both had four catches each in the first half in that game in uh, in Buffalo. I, I was feeling like a comeback might be on the horizon, but but uh, it was just just a heartbreaking loss. Well, that that's what's so interesting about like this league, right? It's because last week we had on uh, Jake G, who we can just attribute his 
getting eliminated, just all his fault. Awful draft, awful roster construction, awful everything, basically. But then week two comes along, like Riley said, not on our radar at all were you. And there really was nothing you could do. It was just none of your fault. Like You can't predict Trey Lance breaking an ankle. Can't predict Matt Ryan. Maybe you could have like, oh, Matt Ryan might stink this week, but what are you going to do there? You don't have another quarterback. James there aren't Con- any other quarterbacks available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> James Conner, yeah. who's been all this fab on, he gets hurt. It's There's nothing you could do almost, and it just stinks. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a tough one, you know. I, I actually, I feel like, you know, I've lost a lot of sleep over this the last couple of nights, but at least I can, uh, uh, you know, rest easy knowing I did everything I could. I think I only had like four bench points anyways <laughs> between uh, Hopkins suspended, Godwin out. I think Madison had like four points or something. So I, I couldn't have really done much better, uh, unfortunately. But it, it's uh, – uh, I got a lot to work on next next year. I think, you know, if anything, the big uh, second guess would be maybe just starting to take a quarterback earlier. Uh, Liam had sniped. I was ready to take Burrow, I remember, in like the fifth round, I think. And Liam sniped him up, like, in the pick before me. And I was texting him at the time, like, ah, damn, uh, now I got to take a Lance. I, I wanted Burrow. but And then Matt Ryan, you know, BC guy, you know, it's hometown guy for me. You know, I, I've always loved Matt Ryan. He gave us, you know, one of the best Super Bowl. Wins, oh yeah, uh, pretty. Uh, I love that, uh, and he's always been a solid backup fantasy quarterback for me. I, I even have him on a couple of my other teams, uh, but just just uh, didn't have it on Sunday. Yeah, not not anywhere close. Yeah, I. It's funny because right before you joined, we were Steve and I were razzing Liam a little bit because he beat you for the bid for Dalvin Cook by one dollar. You bid <laughs> you bid two hundred dollars, and he bid two hundred one. And was able to get him. And Dalvin yeah. Cook sucked last week. I think he put up seven <laughs> points overall. So, like, honestly, you could hang your head high that you didn't go all in on one guy who was just mediocre. Because then, like, we kind of we probably would have been bringing that up. But, I mean, Connor played well for you, at least. So, you have that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been talking to Liam about, uh, you know, what the potential waiver wire might look like. And uh, he made a good move there. I mean, he beat me and got that extra 50. And, um, I I think a lot of you guys were smart by waiting because that poor guy last week was it, was it Corey or, or yeah. Jake? Yeah, whoever that was last week, his team was was uh, pretty stinky. No, no offense to him, but that was yeah, a little nice. Yeah. It was way worse than stinky. No, it was a horrible team. He he was not paying attention. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, horrible team. So I I, I kind of had a feeling like people might not put bids out. So me and Liam were just like, let's just go. Let's like spend all the money in. No, but we, uh, I mean, you obviously listened to the podcast last week. We were honestly relatively impressed with the way you handled it, obviously. Have you been in any fab leagues before? No, I, I did appreciate your kind words last week. No, what I did do was I, like, pretty much went back and re-listened to the first five weeks of the pod from last year. Wow. Um, what did it <laughs> I love Trying that. to pace it out. Yeah, no, I did my homework, man. I came <laughs> into this league ready to go, man. I, this is, this is right. a heartbreaker. And I, I was so ready. The hype was real. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was. Uh, I, I thought I had something special cooking. But, yeah, uh, this is my was first just... time playing with Fab, so I was kind of just guessing too. Yeah, and you, I thought you handled it very well. Like we said, there were some mistakes in there. Like it, maybe it was a slight overpay, but like you said, also you needed the player, so it was, I thought it was handled perfectly for not having done it before. 
you also had the great uh, long-term game strategy of being like the only person to bid on Hopkins for five bucks, which actually was like pretty smart. And like, if you had been able to hang around a little bit longer, probably could have been a huge move for you down the line. So I thought that was another great move that you, that you made as well. Yeah. Thanks brother. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I was trying to like balance the short term with the long term. Uh, I thought, you know, he comes back what week five, I think, or week six, maybe. So I figured, you know, I can make it six weeks, right? Like it won't be that hard. But uh, I tell you, this league was I, – I, I'm ready to go for next year, man. I'm, I'm already uh, I'm already itching to, to play again. But this league was stressful. It was like the kind of stress that you love. Like <laughs> I had butterflies in my stomach, set my lineup and, and picking my waiver, uh, put my bids in last week. Like it's, I felt like I was like getting, waking up on game day, ready to go, get the butterflies churning. Uh, it's a good kind of nervous. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I – it's funny. I felt like kind of the same way because like I, my other quarterback in this league is Mac. And like, I was just like watching like the, the, the uh, game against the Steelers. And I'm like, like in no way in any other world would I be like playing or thinking about like Mac Jones's fantasy performance, but I'm like, come on, dude. Like you really, like really screw me over here. But uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's um it's funny. I, 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 the other thing I did want to bring up, that I thought was maybe something that I thought was going to be an advantage for you. Not not to pull the curtain behind on this podcast a little bit too much, but see the waivers clear for this thing at three o'clock or three o'clock yeah. in the morning, and everyone is reasonably asleep except for Steve, who stays up until three o'clock, and so yeah, he's able. Yeah, he's he's able to just pick up everybody <laughs> who like nobody else, like nobody else picks up. So that's why his team's like always so good at the end. But I thought you'd be at the advantage too, because like when you were in Singapore, three o'clock was like a normal time in the day, so you could have been like on like your lunch break and be like, let me just check and see who who cleared the waiver wires, and you could just kind of like pick up the dividends. <laughs> but uh, no, we just missed that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, man. No, exactly. I I timed out my mid afternoon poop break to to be uh, on my phone, hiding in the bathroom, spending like twenty minutes uh, just like ripping through waivers. But the thing was, like, they didn't clear exactly. I had to, like, stay in there for extra, a couple extra minutes, like, another 10 minutes just because, like, they weren't, like, they weren't, wasn't processing. And I'm thinking, oh, like, sometimes it takes happen? longer, yeah. Oh, I'm man. Yeah, uh, you realize it's, like, some some leagues will clear at, like, 3.15. The other ones are, like, 3.30. And it's, like, let's go. I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the suspense was killing me. But I did kind of want to clean up. But I liked who I got. And I, there wasn't much else available. So, yeah, I'm hoping uh, hoping that there's some good bids up for my guys this week. I hope you guys can can do some uh, can can uh, do some picking up of the trash. I guess there's still nobody out there for quarterbacks two weeks in a row. True. I don't think anybody's gonna want Matt Ryan. I don't know if Jimmy is Jimmy G available. Somebody must have Jimmy G. Well, he right? is. Team. Yeah. yeah, he was the he was the <laughs> other quarterback on Jake's team. So now he uh, has all his value. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. Yeah, someone's got to pick him up. Yeah. Um. Steve, do you have any, any more questions for our um, guest here? Yeah, I guess before we wrap up, uh, I mean, we touched upon it a lot. Like you mentioned, uh, next year, like probably draft a quarterback earlier. Is there any other stuff you're thinking? Like, because obviously you're only one of two players who've never played this league before. So just like things you learn, things you are going to look forward to next year that you can take and make better. 
I, I think the big one is is probably just making sure you have a couple solid quarterbacks. Um, I'm never a big fan of, of spending early on quarterbacks, but I guess you got to make an exception in this league and and go go big early. Um, I feel like Riley, your your brother Colby, there, he he's definitely got like a little bit of a villain aspect to him. Yes. So far I'm seeing, but he always he, does. He did, I love it. Yeah. My entire yeah, life, he he has. So it's a, <laughs> it tricks. It's funny because you definitely like got the hero vibes. So that must have been oh. like, growing up. I so. hope he hears this. I hope he hears this. <laughs> yeah, Colby's out there. I'm watching you. I think the target's <laughs> on his back uh, right now because he's got he's got a pretty. Even though I don't think you put up that many points this week, I think you still got a pretty solid squad. Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, just taking quarterbacks early. I think, you know, I didn't really get to even do any, like, strategy. which is probably what I'm most bummed out about. Like, I was, you know, maybe seeing, like, a lineup. But... Spoiler alert, the, the strategy starts next week, which sucks. <laughs> Dang, yeah. That's tough. You hate to see it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I think uh, – you know, I, I know there's still we got this what extinction island thing going, so yeah. I'm gonna be all in on making my picks every week. And the, we got the actual survivor pool starting up. Soon. Yeah, the I real survivor. Yep. yep, the real survivor pool. Season 43 cast. So that's I'll just still be got, dumping on. Still got some stuff to look forward to down the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. survivor yeah, adjacent things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'd also like to announce that I'm gonna be starting my own podcast, but it's gonna be a podcast. Of me just commentating on this podcast, <laughs> so it's gonna be yeah, it's like Rob Mariano style. I think you know I'm just gonna be talking about what I my thoughts were on the podcast each week. Not so much on what happened in the league, just uh, what what you guys. You and I were ripping into Jake G. <laughs> yeah, Jake G. and I are hosting. He's my co-host. We we might also just like have a segment every week where we just. Uh, we record Dan Mathon watching Cooper Rush play every week and see how see how that goes. I think that might be like a special thing we're going with. So uh, that would be great. That actually may be the only podcast to get less listens than this one. So I think I think it would be great. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'll bump you guys up. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, Sid, you had some parting words you wanted to leave us with. Take us out, man. Uh, that that was that was the main thing. I I wasn't gonna give a big uh, Sue Sue season one speech and roast everybody on my way out. You know, I still want to keep my allies and keep, keep my uh, enemies close. But yeah, just keep an eye out for that new podcast dropping next week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Name to be determined. It is a but, it uh, is unfortunate shame because obviously you listened well last year and you know how the outcast twist worked where everyone voted someone back in. I feel like you would have gotten all the votes to get back into this game if, if that were still the same twist. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but just make your survivor pick stay alive, and then maybe you'll be able to get back in. Yeah, yeah, you never know. I would have been a big sympathy pick. I think I would have been a big time sympathy pick. Definitely, we'll take it. But hey, thanks guys for having me. It's it's been a pleasure. I'm not out yet. I'm I'm staying alive. I'll be staying in touch with everybody and. Uh, Maybe I'll get, I'll come back, I'll get voted off again, and we'll do this round two. Yeah. Just keep fighting, dude. <laughs> All right. Thanks, bro. All right, bro. Boys, you guys take care. Yeah, you too. You too. All right. Yeah. So that is definitely a bummer missing out on Shane. He could have brought a lot to the season, but you know, it's just I'm like Real Devin. Survivor. I'm devastated, yeah. man. I was so happy to have him, and now he's just gone.
but uh one one weekend it's uh definitely a bummer um but yeah why let's uh let's quickly run through what else is going on in this league nothing else uh really big took place in terms of trades i think like everything kind of stayed status quo um why don't we why don't we do this now then what we'll throw it to uh the first appearance of future Steve this season for us to talk about what's going on with the waiver wires. It's been a while since we heard from him. This is exciting. <laughs> All right, here we go. First future Steve segment of 2022 and season two of fantasy football survivor. I am here to break down this week's waiver wire transactions. And boy, do we got an awesome set of moves to talk about. The coolest and craziest one of them all is out of nowhere, we have a splash from the Salty Spittoon. That's right. I don't know if it was before this segment or on a a later segment of this podcast, but we break down the Salty Spittoon's lack of knowledge, how to use Fab, and how to use the waiver wire. But out of nowhere, he stuns the world and drops $76 on Jimmy Garoppolo who is now replacing Trey Lance and will be taking over the quarterback one position in San Francisco. So not only is the Salty's Fistoon now the one seed and has had two of the best performances of the year so far, he has learned how to use Fab, and he is dangerous. And not only that, he now has another quarterback added to his roster in case Mitch Trubisky ever gets benched or Jameis continues to be bad. He has three good ones. So watch out for that. Good move by the Salty Spittoon. Uh, Other than that, let's check out what we got going on. Um, The biggest move of the week was uh, Team Xander Hastings, Corey Grip. He dropped 175 big dollars on Joe Mixon. That's right, Joe Mixon. Corey Grip is now down to $5 left on the fab budget this year, but his team had been struggling a little bit. It had been toward the bottom of the pack, so he went and made a big move, added Uh, Joe Mixon to his squad he was dealing with an Alvin Kamara injury which we talk about later on the pod so it's a huge insurance policy there he no longer has to worry about uh, starting Samaje P. Ryan so definitely a huge move there for Corey but again a lot of money but probably something that he had to do so I guess it makes sense in the end Uh, let's see what else we got uh, $51 uh, for James Conner goes to Team Wiener, uh, who we just saw went for nearly $200 to Shane last round of free agency budget. So a really big discount there for uh, Team Wiener. But again, it's a little little risky, just in a sense that he's coming off an injury, might not play for a week or two. So I think that's where the discount comes in. And we've seen the first two owners who've had James Conner this year have been voted out. So I feel like there's a player like that every year or two where it's just almost like a curse. It almost seems like whoever picks up this player goes home. So you hope that's not the case for Ben. You hope that's not the case for James Conner, but you always have to keep your eye out for it. But that's another huge move we had this week. Um, on the other hand, Survivor uh, JJ finally gets another quarterback added to his roster. He picks up the awful Matt Ryan for $25. Obviously not very good, but... We've been on Jake's case for not having a quarterback for a while now, so I think that's a very good move and a decent price. And he can't be as bad as he was for Shane this week ever again, I don't think. The Colts are cursed against Jacksonville. I think that I think it was two points he put up. 
I don't know. How, it was really bad, though. Let's see. 1.8 points, not even two points. I don't think he could ever do that again, so I think that's a very, very valuable move for Jake. If it was a normal team, I'd say, why are you picking up Matt Ryan? But again, I think very important for Jake to just get a starting quarterback on his team. Now maybe buy some time until Zach Wilson is back and a pretty fair price. So I like that move there. Uh, Anything else worth talking about? Let's see. Uh, Xander Hastings also uh, added Traylon Burks for 20 bucks, another death piece. That's where all of his money went. So he also, in addition to Joe Mixon, spent the last of his budget on Traylon Burks. Fine move. He's been a big part of the Titans offense. Can't go wrong there. Again, we've highlighted that he needed depth. So it's definitely a helpful piece for him there. Uh, team leader also added Nicole Hardman for 6 bucks. Very cheap discounted piece there. Can't complain when you're only spending 6 bucks on a starting caliber player at this point in the game. Uh, Judd Sargent, John T's team, who we shout out later on. A solid move picking up D-Hop for 7 bucks. Again, he's been pretty solid so far in this competition. Getting a starting caliber player for 7 bucks. Who, you, As long as you're here in week 6 when he comes back from the suspension. Very good move. Very fair move. I bid on him. I just didn't get him. I can't. I can't knock him for that. I really kind of wanted him. I think I bid five or six bucks too, so he just beat me out there. Uh, Dreams team, Riley picks up, my co-host picks up Chris Godwin. One of his favorite players. Can't be surprised that he made that move. A little risky because he's hurt. I'm a little surprised he was willing to drop that much fab on a guy who's not playing, especially considering Riley's been at the bottom of the pool the past couple weeks. Uh, and especially how he went out last year. I don't remember exactly who he picked up, but I remember he picked up somebody who was hurt and then immediately got voted out the next week. So hopefully that does not continue for him or else he could be in trouble. Uh, another one, I had Dawson Knox uh, for 11 bucks. I was the only one to bid on him, unfortunately. But I had a weak, very weak spot at tight end. I'm not in love with Dawson Knox, but I had Albert Owicka, Wicka, Wicka, bop, 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 the Broncos tight end starting for me who got me zero points last week. So Dawson Knox is an upgrade over zero for sure. I'm happy with that move. Osborne Eddie George, I think, bounced back from his weird Amari Cooper move uh, to make, I think, two excellent moves this week. He nabs Javante Williams for $95 and Mike Williams for $75. He's fresh out of money, completely wiped out, but that's two huge pieces. Javante Williams in this league, probably a late first-round pick or early second-round pick at the at the worst. Michael Williams is probably a third-round pick. Uh, lots of value. He's now added them to Amari Cooper, to his team, and I think he's in pretty good shape to make a deep run at this point. I mean, the question is, when it gets to the middle of the game, if having no fab will cost him, so he's got to work hard and immu- uh, reward challenges and try and up his fab count. Otherwise, he could be in trouble later on. But definitely great moves in the short term, and I think he is long for this game now. Um, that'll pretty much do it uh, for our waiver wire segment. The only other thing was I picked up Chase Daniel uh, just to back up Justin Herbert if he got hurt. But that's all we got going on. Uh, we'll send it back to past Riley and Steve to finish up this podcast and send you guys on your way and get you ready for week three. Great first appearance by Future Steve starting off this season right. Um, why don't we throw back a little bit though? We'll talk about, uh, just a quick recap of week one. Yes. So, uh, like we said, Shane, unfortunately has, has left our league. Um, the challenge this week was to win an immunity idol, which is probably one of the most important things to have and to get in this game. 
um, you just needed the highest scoring team in the league uh, on the winning tribe to win the idol. And that just happened to be myself, which I'm very happy to congratulate myself on winning that idol. It was hard. It was very hard fought. Uh, it came down to Liam, who needed about 20 points from Dalvin Cook uh, on Monday night and did not get it. And then all of a sudden, uh, the Salty Spittoon and Stefan Diggs put in a good run for it. But I was able to fend them both off and win the idol. And now that could be played before any week, before Thursday, uh, before the Thursday game starts. And it would save me from elimination or prevent me from getting votes and anything like that. Yeah. And I, I, I did think it was funny because you literally had your starting tight end was Albert or Kongwubunum or whatever, <laughs> the Denver tight end who would literally put up zero points. Um, and then you still ended up winning thanks to Lamar and Amon Ra to just gods. Yeah, so. they literally I mean, the rest of my team really didn't play that well. I mean, Herbert got hurt and like still ended up putting an okay performance up because he threw that last touchdown. ETN stunk. Rashad Penny got me one point. Like it wasn't great all around. Juju had a bad night on Thursday. I didn't think I would have any chance. But the team came through and Lamar and like you said, Amon Ra just beasted out. Yeah, huge stuff. All right, let's put week one behind us. Um, and why don't we talk about what's – or I guess this is week two, right? Why don't we move forward? We'll <laughs> talk about week three. I'm already over sure. the place. Um, so now we're down to um, – how many are on each tribe? We have eight uh, eight on each tribe now heading into week three. Um, so what it's going to be is uh, the highest scoring tribe will win immunity this week. Um, and each member on the highest scoring tribe will win $50 in FAB, adding to the FAB budget. And then the lowest scoring tribe, we have our first wheel spin round of the game. Not as your typical wheel spins have been in the past. It's been changed a little bit. This is more of a mechanic to introduce you to how the new voting is going to work in this game. Last year, as you know, what we did was whoever received a vote got a spot on the wheel. This year, we're going to do a vote, and more akin to Survivor, whoever receives the most votes will get spots on the wheel. How it's going to work this week specifically, whoever the lowest tribe, uh, lowest scoring team is on the lowest scoring tribe is going to get five spots on a wheel, and whoever receives the most votes in the vote is just going to get one spot on the wheel. It's about, uh, I don't know the math, maybe like a 16 or so percent chance to go home, but again, this is more of an introduction. We're going to have a lot more voting down the line and that's what this week's event's gonna be good stuff yeah it's hard uh because we're doing this before the waivers clear um we can't really give like a full outlook as to like teams we're worried about um is there anything you want to talk about though any teams in particular well not necessarily teams in particular but man does tribe two stink i think tribe two is in a lot of trouble i think our tribe besides you is really (laughs) really good Thank God, because, like, yeah, I'm literally at a point where Mike Evans is suspended, so he's not going to play. And um, Derrick Henry is, I think, washed. And, uh, yeah, Hunter Henry stinks. Mac Jones has not been good at all. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad I have such great teammates who can carry me through these tough times. Yeah, I mean, between my team and Liam's team, which were the two of the highest-scoring teams of last week, and John T, who also put up 140. We have a lot of solid contenders. But, I mean, the issue with group two, you have Team Pal, Team <laughs> team JJ, 
Hunter's team, JP's team, all these teams just aren't very good at all. No. Don't, you're, we don't have many bad teams on our tribe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Colby's team is definitely like coming out as like a powerhouse there. Uh, his team's like finally put it all together because he's got Hertz and Josh Allen, who both you know just absolutely lit it up on Monday. Um, he is still starting Darnell Mooney, who <laughs> we broke down earlier, is terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I did want to shout out John T's team real quick though because. He changed his team name to Judd Sargent, who one of my all-time favorite survivors. So and immediately so. put up a great performance after that. I don't yeah. Think it's Definitely not. Um, yeah, I'm immediately going to throw Jake's team back under the bus as in the hot seat personally because his team just sucks. And I'm mad at him. He knows I'm very mad at him for many different reasons. He beats me in literally everything. He beats me in fantasy. He beats me in real-life fantasy. He beats me in whatever. But his team stinks this year, and the the reigning champ is going down soon. I'm calling it. I I also I wanted to highlight. This is gonna be the first time we call out on this podcast. This is definitely not gonna be the last time because I feel like last season we kept calling him out and he kept calling by. But I'm calling out Mark's team Ooh. too, uh, because he has besides Cooper Cup, who just continues to be like a fantasy football cheat code in this thing. He's got a tribe of like Kyle Pitts, Naheem Hines, Singletary, <laughs> Baker, Carson Wentz, like just like a bunch of like general bums who can like <laughs> probably get you like five points a game and then Cooper Cup will get you like 30 something. So it's all about handedly like carries his team. Yeah, it's all about how like I mean it probably will work at these early stages, but I'm on to you, Mark, already. Um, and then, yeah, I, I did this last podcast, too, and he was in very, very big danger last week. Hunter's team, man, the Speedling Speculars, he's playing Austin Hooper at his OP spot. I mean, he has no – he doesn't have two quarterbacks. He has no depth. Dalton Schultz is hurt this week. He's not going to have a tight end. He doesn't have any tight ends. Michael Pittman, dude, he's hurt. He's banged up. He has no replacement for him on the bench. His team is like a literal dumpster fire. The only saving grace would be if we hear tomorrow that they're moving forward with Kenny Pickett over Mitch Trubisky as the yeah. starter. And, uh, uh, and Jonathan Taylor, obviously, is something uh, somebody that carries his team, but he stunk last week, and it almost led to him getting eliminated. Like, he can't yeah. have that. It's actually crazy that Hunter didn't go home last week, to be honest. After, like, Jonathan Taylor, complete no-show. Tom Brady looked horrible. His number one wide receiver was hurt. It literally uh, took Shane's two quarterbacks just not putting up any points. That's what yeah. – Literally, it's literally that. Wow, really makes you think. All right, well, I think that's got that's everything we need to talk about, right? We, we, one more, one more shout out because I just have Ah, to give Salty Spittoon some credit for back to back weeks of just so many points from somebody who doesn't even know how to use the fab. Rick is doing an incredible job right now as manager, getting carried by Stefan Diggs, of course. Stefan Diggs is amazing, but he's put up 140 back to back weeks, he already has an extra vote. He's in the top of the standings right now. I think he is like a huge threat right now in this game, which is crazy. You wouldn't have expected it. But then again, it's like, does the not using fab way out on the threat level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was actually so. Why do we, I was thinking about doing this uh, later on a few weeks down the line, but why don't we start it here? So if you were Eric's team, if you were managing Eric's team, 
Erica, as everyone who listens to this, proudly does not know how to use the fab or will bid on anybody. So this will be his team the entire time. So, Steve, if you were Eric, what would you be doing in order to beef up this team? It's already a contender into maybe the best team in the league. What would you do? Well, for starters, I kind of like the strategy of the fab thing because if it comes to any voting rounds, I'm never going to like vote for Eric because – He's no threat to spend his fab, so I'd honestly never spend my fab upon him. Continue to do that. Um, but what he has to do is make sure he's still playing the waiver wire and still getting, whether it's like free guys or guys that are uh, uh, like like the DeAndre Hopkins level or just like stack up on those types of guys for down the road. That way you keep getting your team. Because if he keeps the whole team, uh, the team the same the rest of the way, as teams get better, he's going to get caught up to, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, his team's still really good. I think it may run into a problem in the next few weeks when the Steelers inevitably bench Mitch, who's just horrible, and then he may be out of the running in terms of yeah, quarterbacks. So like maybe pick up Deshaun Watson, pick up DeAndre Hopkins, go for those guys that aren't playing, and just try and get your team better that way. It could be a smart move. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else? No, that's it. Hell yeah, dude. All right, so. We're still chugging along here, you know. We got we're we're uh putting pumping the set every single week. We got uh the quarterback rankings as well. Uh, what else, Steve? Uh, that's basically it. Hoop beans nice. will be back. <laughs> we'll be back pretty soon now. I mean, it's almost. Oh over. my god, dude! I can't basketball. believe that it's almost back. <laughs> I, it feels like it just ended. I cannot believe basketball is pretty much back. It's crazy. Crazy. The NBL is kicking into gear. The NBL preseason's underway. It's almost it's almost basketball season, man. Wow. <laughs> I'm, baseball's not even over yet, dude. I, I can't I care with this yet. <laughs> yeah. This is going crazy. For everything we got, obviously stay tuned at Hoofbeans Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you could always follow along with this league with the link in our bios. You could see who's winning every week. You can uh, Shane. Well, Shane doesn't have to do that because he's still technically in the league. But if anybody else out there wants to do it, you can still follow along in those links. But for now, we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.